You are listening to the Christian Worship Center podcast. For more information about our church, please visit us at cwcstillwell.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Let's go to John chapter 11, verse number 28. Hallelujah. We're going back to, we've been talking about even now Jesus is king. And aren't you glad he's still king? Although Lazarus is dead and in the grave, he's still king. Y'all got me? I, I'm, I told you he's dead and in the grave, Jesus is still king. John chapter 11, verse 28, when she had so said, that's when she said, even now Jesus is king, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, the master is come and he's calling for you. She didn't make no big deal about it. She went in there and whispered to her probably. The master's calling for you. Now try not to make this a big deal. Because you understand Mary was hurt. Mary's aggravated because she sent Jesus a message and he didn't respond. But as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Oh, I want you to understand Jesus still has authority. Even in a whisper. Jesus still has authority even even in a whisper. Hallelujah. So I can imagine. Here, here Mary might have even came with an attitude. And it says in verse 30 that Jesus wasn't even at the village. He was still at the place where Martha met him. He was outside of town. Because I, you, you know, we've already covered. Mary, prob- Martha probably told him, yeah, no chicken wings for you today. You didn't come when you're supposed to, so you just sit here. I got to go check with Mary and see if you can even come in. Maybe that's how the conversation went. I don't know how many of y'all been that hurt at God. Come on, if you be honest, you could, yeah, yeah, that's me. But we're all religious, so. No, I've never done that. How rude. (laughs) Verse 31, it says, Now when the Jews which were with her in the house had comforted her, they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out and followed her, saying, Oh, she's going back to the grave to weep. No, no. You don't know who just called her. She goes to the grave. We don't know what's liable to happen when she went, but she went in a hurry. So I think she probably had intentions on, yeah, it's my time. I'm about to point my finger right in his face and tell him just how the cow eat the cabbage. So, but let me tell you this morning, Jesus can handle anything you throw at him. He can handle your anger. He's not scared of your madness. He's not scared how mad you are and how aggravated you are that he didn't show up. He's not, he's not frustrated with you at all. I promise you, he's dealt with more out-of-hand sheep than you. Come on. So he's not worried about how you treat him. Come on, does that give us license to go off on him? No, but we do because we're human. 
And you know what? I believe he understands that. But let me tell you, 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 you can't pretend to sweep everything under the rug and, and, and pretend not that you don't have a problem with it and go on and just worship the whole way through. I've got, oh, I've got the victory. When all the time you're inside going, oh, right? Come on. So sometimes as leaders, we have to step back from our assignment sometime and get a grip. Nothing wrong with that. Don't carry your anger to the pulpit. Don't carry your frustration to the congregation because you're going to pass it on. Because they can feel it whether you're showing it or not. Amen? Does that make sense? Boy, I don't know why I was on that, but anyway. But but let me uh, let me let us understand here when you're most honest and raw and vulnerable and, and you 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 hurt and you don't mind you're not putting on a facade during prayer you're not acting like everything's okay you're asking God God I need you I need your help you didn't come through for me you didn't answer me I want to know why when Mary got to him. It said in verse 32, when Mary was come to Jesus, she fell down at his feet, a sign of total worship. But she didn't tell him, I'm so glad to see you. You're so awesome and so wonderful. You're my friend. You're my brother's best friend. Didn't tell him none of those things. Come on. She didn't even say thank you for being here. Nothing of that, what'd she say? Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. If you'd have come on the scene, if you'd have been earlier, my, I get it. In fact, before Jesus demonstrates his authority, Jesus demonstrates his sympathy. So verse 33 says, When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. How many has ever made Jesus weep? Come on, I think we all have because of our unbelief. He saw their weeping. He saw their hopelessness. He saw their crying. He sees where you are, where you are this morning. And the Bible says we've not come to a high priest that cannot be touched by our feelings of our infirmities, but was within all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us come boldly, because he is overwhelmed by our grief. He is touched by our feelings. He is touched about what bothers us. So this morning, God is touched by what you're going through. So, when he says, and the, then he says, where have you laid him? And they said, Lord, come and see. We'll take you there. We'll take you to where it happened. And verse 35, shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. Can you all remember that one? That was tough, ain't it? You try to remember a scripture this year. Here's your scripture. The Bible says he weeps with those who weeps. 
He cries with those that cry. He is touched by those who are going through things. How many knows that he cares about what you're dealing with this morning? Don't act like you got it all together. You don't have to because Jesus really cares what you're going through. Mm. And before he even calls out Lazarus, he just says, he just gets to the grave and he just starts weeping. There's many ideas of why he's weeping. The Bible really doesn't tell us why he's weeping. There's a song that I think somebody sings that he wept because he had to bring Lazarus back. I don't know if that's the case. The Bible doesn't say that. But the deal is, is that we do know he wept. Maybe he wept because they're unbelief. There's many things. So I know you're feeling the load. You're feeling like you've been rejected. You're feeling like you're overwhelmed with what, what's happening in your life right now. And to be honest, you've got every reason to. But I'm telling you this morning, you've got somebody in the, in the, in the a yard with you. You've got somebody that's came on your behalf. He's came to see what's going on. He's come to bring peace in your life. He's bring, he's come to bring, no, you don't know what kind of change he's going to bring you don't know what's going to happen but we know the end of the story and we know that Lazarus comes back amen I don't know what the church may go through in the coming months but I know the end of the story is that we win I don't know what we're allowed to go through or what's going to happen in the, in the coming years or months. But I do know one thing is that I am an overcomer by the blood of Jesus Christ. And if we are an overcomer church, the Bible says that if we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. If you're more than a conqueror, then you then you are seeing a devil that's more than beat. Y'all got that? Another good place to shout. Because we are not just going to defeat him, we're going to more than defeat him. Do you understand David didn't just slay Goliath, he cut off the sinking guy's head. He said, now take that devil, you ain't never putting him back together again. He's never going to come back to haunt me again. History tells us that he is buried on on Golgotha because that was the heel of God, of Goliath. What that meant is when the blood of Jesus Christ went through that mountain, he fell on King David's first victory. And Jesus said, David and his men, the Bible says, defeated all the giants. Come on. David and his mighty men slew every giant. Look at First Chronicles, First, Second Samuel, or First Samuel. You'll find that David and his mighty men slew Goliath and all of his brothers. Jesus on Mount Calvary slayed every Goliath and all of his brothers. That's why he was hung on Golgotha. You know why? Because he said, I'm coming back. 
And I'm destroying him. So every time the devil thinks he's going to win, he carries him to the wrong spot. Do y'all think he'd learn after a while? It's the least change spots, but he can't. Because it's already been prophesied. It's already been set. Come on, the Bible tells us when the Holy Spirit of truth is come, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of, help me out, judgment. Right? Isn't that John chapter 16? He will convict. The world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. He goes on to the next verse and he says, of sin. Why? Because they didn't believe on him. So was he going to convict the world of sin? Because they didn't believe on the Christ. Come on, that's all they're going to get convicted for. Homosexuals ain't going to get convicted over their homosexuality. They're going to get convicted because they didn't believe in Christ and change that stuff. Right? Hmm. How did I get here? So the sinner is not going to be convicted over his sin. He's going to convict it over his main sin. And that's not choosing to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as a Savior. Come on, so stop dealing with the issue, start dealing with the true problem. Amen. I'm talking to a church. We go out there preaching against stuff, and they say, he's crazy. Start showing them where the truth is. Come on, when light comes into darkness, darkness can't stop it. Can't comprehend it, can't, can't cover it up, can't do anything with it. Because how many knows that in a dark room, when you slip the light switch on, there's no warfare, no sword slung, nobody's cursing and fighting and saying, in the name of Jesus, I command light to come on. Oh, y'all. I'm, I'm done. But the deal is, is he said, I'll convict the world of sin because they didn't believe on me. I'll convict of righteousness because I'm going to the Father and you don't see me anymore. So this is where the church gets convicted, is of righteousness. We don't get convicted of sin anymore. We get convicted of, I provided better than that for you. You don't have to go back to that. My righteousness is better than anything else. What will keep the church from sinning is convicting them of his righteousness. Because he has now a plumb line that says, you cross this line, you've got out of my righteousness and into your selfishness. How many knows that's what your conscience does? Every time you want to say something, you want to post it, you've you got it typed out already. And the Holy Spirit says, Mm-mm, I provided better than that for you. How many have been there? I, I know some people hadn't because you can tell by their post. Not in this church. Thank God we don't have any of them here. 
You understand what I'm saying? So here we are. We are convicted of his righteousness. Because I'm going to the Father and I don't be here. I won't be here around saying, Sammy, don't do that. That's not right. You better go this way. You better go over here. Don't stay away from that. But he sent the Holy Spirit inside of you that says, walk this way. Don't fight with them. It ain't worth your time. You, you don't have time to do that and do this. Is that, does that make sense? So the Holy Spirit convicts us of righteousness, right standing, being better, being Christians, being overcomers. You got me? And then the last one, he says, of judgment. What is that about? Oh, that's, if they ain't doing right, I got to judge them. No, he says the prince of this world is already judged. The only judgment that you got a right to pronounce is on the devil. So because the Holy Spirit gives you that right, every time he comes packing with all his spiritual artillery, just remind him of his past and his future. He does not have one. You and I are winners. The devil is a loser. Come on, take him back to the book of Revelation if you have to. Take him back to Isaiah 14 if you have to. Take him wherever you have to. Jeremiah, take him wherever and show him you were anointed, but I stole your anointing because, oh, my, 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 my. I could just see Father God kneeling down in the dirt, playing in the mud, and all of a sudden the devil peeks over his shoulder and says, what are you doing? He says, I'm creating your replacement. I asked for you to praise me But you didn't But he will I asked for you to worship me You didn't But he will I asked for you to glorify me I asked for you to worship me But you didn't But he will Come on somebody You are the devil's replacement He are an overcomer By the blood Come on, you're not defeated this morning. So stop living like it. Come on. It's 12 o'clock, I got to quit. But stop living like we're defeated. Because we're not. Jesus has wept with us. He has cried with us. But you know what he said to them? Show me where you put him. Hit it, Lord. How many times in the Bible have you seen they hid stuff? Aching? He hid his stuff. His Saul even hid his hid himself in the stuff. How many times have you? In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve hiding. You know why? Because they thought it was hopeless. Y'all had to forgive me this morning. They thought it was over. It was ended. It was done. So all I got left to do is to hide. Mary and Martha said, he wasn't here. So we had to put it away. Jesus said, 
bring it to bring me to it. Bring. So this morning, all I want to leave you with is bring it, bring him to it. That's all you got to do. Bring. Come on, when the man last lost the axe head, he said, "The last master is borrowed." I, I don't, I don't have the money to pay for that thing to be. You know, he's our son of the prophet, so he didn't have money. So, they's in school. They's trying to learn to be prophets. They hadn't even made it to the prophet yet. They were just learning in the prophetic. And he said, last master, I borrowed this to try to make room for, because we got, we got no room. And I borrowed this axe. Ugh, I'm really worried. The man, man of God said, show me where you lost it. Show me where you lost it. Show me where it happened. Take me to it. So I want to tell you this morning, all God's saying is take me to it. All the man of God did was throw in a stick. Come on, the only way he got you back is he took a stick, tossed it with him on it. Right on Golgotha and said, every devil in hell is now defeated in your behalf. Because with the cross and three rusty nails, he built a bridge that we could walk over into eternity spot free. You can't beat a deal like that. Come on with a piece of wood. That's what he did. Threw that piece of wood in the water and that old iron, a symbol of your lost soul, floated. And not only floated, but swam. How many's ever seen an axe head swim? Just picture that one. That's exactly what happened to you when he threw you the gospel. The lifeline, the cross is still the only way to God. So I want you to stand this morning. You can weep, but know who's weeping with you. Know who's in the cemetery with you. Know who's went the final place with you. He sees your tears this morning. He hears them when they fall. God weeps along with man, and he takes them by the hand because tears are a language. That God understands. This morning church. God hears your cry. He hears what you're going through. He knows what you're at, where you're at. This morning these altars are open. It's 5 after 12. If you're counting. I want you to. Wherever you are. If you decide to come up here. If you decide to stay back there. I want you to say God. I'm going to take you to the place. I'm going to take you to the spot where my biggest hurt, where the thing I thought I could never get over, I'm going to take you there. I'm going to trust you. I can tell you this morning, Jesus knows your need. He knows where you're at this morning. He knows what your frustration is. He knows what you're dealing with. 
God, I've done my best to minister your word. God, I pray that your holy anointing, God, will sweep across this place. Lord, if there needs to be conviction, you send conviction. If there needs to be righteousness made new, you send righteousness. If there needs to be judgment on the satanic forces that they're dealing with, then you send the Holy Spirit to proclaim that. But God, I pray right now that you would help us to surrender our all. Surrender ourselves in your presence. Knowing that you are the king of it all. You're the king of righteousness. You're the king of mighty power. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I'd like to know what you're talking about. But I have not felt the joy of sins forgiven. I've not felt that freedom that you're talking about. I've not even felt the closeness of a brother. I'm going to ask you right now to bow your head with me. And everybody that will, we're going to pray together. This little prayer, if you don't mean it, it ain't going to help you. Because I don't have a little ditty that I say. It's not something I'm going to follow the leading of the Spirit. And we're going to pray together. And we're going to ask Jesus into your heart. I want you to be sincere. I want you to mean it. I want you to open it up right now. Lord, I come to you in humbleness and submission. I believe that you are the Christ. I believe that you are the Son of God. I confess my sins. I ask you to forgive me, cleanse me from all unrighteousness and filthiness, and take me as your child. I receive you into my heart. I want to be a new creature. And I thank you And I bless you for accepting me as your child. Come on, let's give God some praise in the house this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you you want to come and pray, these altars are open. Come on, right now, right now, hallelujah. There are people that will meet you here. Hallelujah, the presence of the Lord is in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.